This Honest Money podcast is brought to you by Placent Investment Management, informed by science, guided by insight. Placent Investment Management is a registered financial service provider. Hi, Warren and the Honest Money team. My question relates to offshore investing. Currently, I'm invested in a feeder fund in my Easy Equities ZAR account. And currently, with the volatility of the US dollar, the euro, and the Great British Pound, I just wanted to find out at do you have a recommendation on at what lump sum value I should be sending this money offshore and putting it into those different currency accounts? Or should I just keep saving and investing the money into a feeder fund in South Africa? Thank you. The the idea of or the mechanics of, of investing money overseas, whether you do it you know, monthly into a feeder fund in South Africa or, or into lump sums directly overseas, is kind of a tricky one for, for a lot of us. I think... Uh, my, my starting point is, if you're going to save money on a monthly basis, then, then I think putting it into a feeder fund in South Africa first and letting that accumulate uh, to a reasonable big, reasonably big size of money first makes a lot of sense. And then once it gets to a reasonably big size, you actually sell that unit trust and convert the money from rands into your global currency of choice and then send it out is, is probably the route I would follow. Uh, so I've just thrown a whole lot of jargon at you, which we need to just clear out here. So, so what is a feeder fund? A feeder fund is a is an investment which is de- denominated in rands, um, and and what happens is that money gets you invest in rands, you get a rand account. But once you've invested the money, the, the product provider actually takes the money and sends it overseas, and then buys global investments on your behalf. When you decide to sell that investment one day, the, the, the product provider will then sell those investments, return the money to you in rands. So, so the idea there is that you would get the benefit of, of the rand weakening against the, the global markets if that's what happens. So you know, if the rand goes from, let's say, 16 rand 50 to the dollar and it, and it goes to 30 rand to the dollar over time, that you would get the benefit of the rand weakening and then you would get the benefit of whatever the global markets are doing in 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 dollar terms as well. So if the if the US stock market is your your market of choice and it goes up from $1000 to $5000 in value, then you would get that benefit as well. So I like feeder funds because they they're actually set up very easily for us to do monthly debit orders and and not to worry too much about the rand dollar and global markets and all that stuff. And and if that's what you're going to do, uh, you know, I, I think investing consistently on a monthly basis over a number of years makes a lot of sense. My, my trigger for sending money overseas, how, you know, how do you decide when to convert that um, feeder fund into into a global lump sum that you actually send out? M- my view is anywhere kind of between five hundred thousand rand to 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 just below a million rand is, is kind of the number that you're looking for. Uh, because to convert that, uh, you know, that th- those rands into dollars uh, is is then going to get you kind of a good price in terms of of the forex rates. You know, when the when the banks charge you to convert your rands to dollars, they're always going to charge you money to do it. And the more money you've got, hopefully, the lower the fees are as a percentage. It also means that when you then send the money overseas, if you're going to buy um, shares or exchange traded funds, th- those transaction costs as a percentage will be lower when you do larger amounts. And, and that also makes sense. So, so I think it's it's about trying to be cost effective on, on the way that you, you send the money out. If you're sitting on lump sums in South Africa, let's just say that you get you know some big lump sum and it's worth uh, you know uh, um, close to a million rand or it's or a lot more than that, then I think it makes sense to to send the money offshore directly because to me around a million rand mark is is probably a good level to start getting you know low lowish costs on on global investments. 
Uh, and and I think you know j- just just be careful there around currency when you send the money out. I I, I think you know um, you need to re- review targets for yourself once a year, but. But for now, if you're doing it, uh, you know, for the next, let's say, year or so, uh, when the rand is at about 15 rand 50 to the dollar, uh, I, I think that's a good level to convert rands uh, into dollars. So in other words, if it was, you know, 1530 or, uh, you know, 15 rand or something or better than 1550 to the dollar, then it's a good time to send rands out. If it's sitting at 16 rand 50 or 18 rand or something like that, then, then don't send the money out as a lump sum. Just wait. If you're looking at pounds, um, the, the the level for me is about twenty rand fifty to the pound. So if it's below twenty rand fifty to the pound, I, I would like to send the money out. Uh, if it's above that, you know, if it's sitting at twenty one rand or twenty three rand to the pound, then I would wait again. And then uh, lastly, the euro, and my level for the euro is about seventeen rand to the to the euro. It's important to know that that will change. I, I don't have that as a fixed rule for the rest of my life. Uh, it's something that I would look at. On, on average, I look at it once a year um, and 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 kind of review. I certainly don't review that target every month because the, the rand is hugely volatile. So so I think give yourself an annual goal for when you would send money out at a, at a targeted exchange rate and then wait until you've got enough money to do it. Otherwise, nothing wrong with feeder funds. Just make sure they're very well diversified, You know, lo- low-cost feeder funds. Good luck with your investment strategy. Hello. Okay, so I have a question about safely getting money overseas if you are intending on moving overseas at some stage, not just yet. Um, I have every intention of using my British passport and moving over to somewhere in Europe at some stage, but it won't be within the next five years or so. Um, But I would like to move my money over in the meantime, or some of it anyway, because I'm concerned that the longer it stays here, the more the rand depreciates and the less my money will be worth when I do eventually go over. So I would love some advice on low risk ways of getting my money overseas and keeping it safely over there until I am ready to go and join it. The, the question of how we how we deal with uh, moving money overseas is one that a lot of us in, in in South Africa are facing. You know, we we want to either move our money to to kind of diversify our risks away from South Africa or take advantage of 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 investments overseas. You know, that we can't get here, or you know, as in your case, where where you you might want to actually live in another country permanently uh, or, or for a long period of time. And and so um, I think the the two routes that you've got that are fairly straightforward uh, and and fairly easy uh, um, and and let's say safe from the point of view of of uh, of not uh, being exposed to uh, crooks or or corruption or, or those kinds of things or scams is, is really the word I'm looking for um, would be either to open a, a overseas unit trust and, and I'll talk through that now or or to open up an, an offshore account at a at a global stockbroker. And then, uh, and then buy um, you know shares or unit trusts or exchange traded funds that way. So, so let's just talk to the unit trust uh, option first. Th- there are lots of unit trusts that are um, are offered around the world, but also by South African companies around the world that that are denominated in dollars, pounds, or euros. And and so, for example, you could buy. A unit trust from a South African, a, a company that was started in South Africa, but now operates a unit trust in Ireland, for example. And you can say, okay, I'm going to go and buy 
a, a unit trust from that company. I will be able to, uh, you know, use my my million rand allowance, which is what you're allowed to do uh, without going to a whole tax clearance process. You can, you know, you can send money through your bank, for example, and actually open an account with a with an, an overseas unit trust company uh, that you're familiar with, and and then send the money to them. And and have it invested in in the currency of your choice, and it'll primarily be dollars, uh, pounds, or euros. And and then you buy a fund to 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 kind of build up your overseas money when you're uh, you know w- when you've got money to send overseas. And secondly, uh, when you need, then need to access it, um, if you're living in Europe, being able to access money from a, a unit trust in in uh, that that's sitting in Ireland actually isn't that difficult for for you. What you would need to simply do is open a bank account. In the in the country that you're living in, and then send a, a, an updated kind of FICA to to the, the the unit trust company to say, hey, my bank account's changed. You know, here's my new details. Here's my passport or whatever to prove my ID. Uh, they'll change your bank account, and then you can start to move money into your account when you need it. And, and I think for a lot of people, that would be a, an ideal way to go. And you know, if you if you look at uh, you know the unit trust companies in South Africa that you're familiar with that you know, uh, th- then using one of their funds that's most suitable for you might be the the best route you 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 follow. Uh, alternate to that, there are thousands and thousands of unit trusts offered by many different fund managers around the world. Um, I, I think the one thing about a unit trust is that at least you know if you invest in the unit trust, it might go up or down d- dependent on what stock markets are doing. But it's very unlikely that you would lose money because it was a scam or, or, or some kind of a dodgy thing. You know, especially um, unit trusts that are run in South Africa are extremely well regulated. Unit trusts that are in Ireland, and and you can tell that because at the end of their name they've got uh, an acronym that's that, that's that says UCITS. UCITS. Uh, at the and that, that means that it's a regulated unit trust in a very well-regulated jurisdiction like Ireland, which is one of the big homes for global unit trusts around the world. Um, the other place would be Luxembourg, and 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 then uh, you know I guess the US. If you were looking at the US, they've got lots of unit trusts as well. But but to buy a USITS, uh, um fund would be would be a good way to go. Uh, a lot of other people are, are much more interested in buying exchange traded funds or buying individual shares. And if that's a route you want to follow, then, then that means you need to open up a stockbroking account, uh, you know, with a global a, a global manager. Uh, and and certainly, you know, there are lots of them uh, around the world. Um, you know, and and look at a big, well-respected one. I, I hate to give kind of a free advertising to to these guys because they, they, you know, they they, um, they they need to kind of stand on their own. But there are lots of these big global brokers. And there, what you want to do is make sure it's in a place also like Switzerland, Ireland, um, Luxembourg, uh, or, or, the, or the Channel Islands, which are Jersey, Guernsey, Isle of Man, because those are well-regulated jurisdictions, and they don't uh, they don't charge tax on non-residents, and that's important because you don't want to be paying taxes twice when when you have your money invested overseas. So so you could do that, and then you could buy yourself exchange-traded funds, you know, ETFs, um, um, if, if that's what you prefer, or individual shares. So so I think if you know, kind of reading between the lines in terms of your question, if you're looking for something that's reasonably uh, low risk uh, in in terms of of scam risk, then a, a unit trust is a good idea, especially if you're not going to put in a lot of homework into into choosing individual shares or, or ETFs. Then maybe just buy a, a unit trust. They call them mutual funds overseas. Uh, if you're planning to spend uh, the, the time in Europe itself, so you know, um, and and you you want to live in Europe one day, that means you're going to spend euros. Then it's probably worth buying a euro-denominated fund. 
if it looks like you're going to use your British passport to actually be in the UK itself, then you, you should maybe buy a pound denominated funds and, and then uh, you know, you've, you've taken currency risk out. My last comment is uh, don't be too panicked about the RAND um, and the depreciation or appreciation. The, the RAND moves in very big cycles and you know, it's come out of a very long cycle of, of de depreciating. Um, I suspect in the next while that uh, you know, the RAND won't depreciate as fast. And if anything, if the commodity cycle uh, around the world carries on, the RAND might actually appreciate for a time. But uh, yeah, th those are the best ideas I've got for you. Placing investment management. Informed by science, guided by insight. Precinct Investment Management is a registered financial service provider.